Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to We Just Did a High Five (laughs) mid-intro. And welcome to My My Mate Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever you want to know about. About whatever things you're curious about. And this week, David was curious about Ikea. So there's very few warnings. I don't think we even swear. Oh, I don't know. Much? We probably normally, we do. Fuck shit, there you go. Yeah, there's no there's no warnings. Listening to this episode will make you want to drive to IKEA. I think that's the main warning. You're welcome. I wanted to open with like the Swedish hello, but I didn't. I we just thought of that. I was literally trying to think. I was going to be like, hola, but that's incorrect. That's, that's very incorrect. That's Spanish. Yes. Instead, I'll just say Volkswagen. That's German. <laughs> Volkswagen IKEA. It is a beautiful language. When you hear someone speak it fluently, it's like, yes. oh my gosh, that's language watched, from another realm. This is not Sweden, but I watched a fantastic YouTube series about a person a chef going around and exploring food in norway mm. and it was so good yeah right i wow. want to go to norway now yeah, have right. you been to sweden no i want to i've been but i only went for like three days and it's beautiful yeah yeah it sounds amazing so i wanted to know about ikea why did you want to know about ikea i can remember being a 20 a young 20 something going furniture shopping having never been inside an Ikea before, mm. and someone inducting me and being blown away. I'd never encountered a capitalist system <laughs> like it. And I was enthralled. I, I love going to in Ikea. Love with, I still love it. Me too. Even though we don't buy all our furniture from there anymore. Like, as in terms of accessible furniture and cheap food, Yeah. I was like, this is half a day of fun. I still love going to Ikea. I it gives me a thrill every time and I think it's in, I am it's come up a couple of times in that it's it's a great kind of model for a big business that does climate change reasonably well. Yeah. Like for how much it produces and what it's doing. Um so I like that. And and so I get a good vibe from Ikea and I know nothing about its history. Yeah. And so I wanted to know, how did it get to be what it is? So it is named after the initials of its founder, Ingvar Kamprad, so I-K, mm-hmm. Elm, uh, I'm going to get these wrong, Elm Tar, Elm mm-hmm. Trade, the farm on which he grew up, mm-hmm. and Agunyard, the nearby village. Amazing. So I-K-E-A. Hey. So... Um, Ingvar grew up, he was a child of the Depression. Right. So knew poverty and knew that people, knew very early about what people needed. Yes. That the care of people was imminent. Yeah. And that um, you shouldn't waste anything, not mm. even time. Mm. That's the, the, that is the context within which this child has come to be. Sure. He came from a really hard-working entrepreneurial family. So his dad had a farm. His mum owned a guest house. His granddad owned a very successful shop in this community. So what he has then also grown up is seeing is people who are fucking working hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are, like, thinking about what people need 
finding a solution for that, making it happen, making money, reinvesting, building business. Amazing. So from when he was little, mm. he is already doing that. Like yeah. he's five years old, acknowledging that people need, can't afford to buy whole packets of matches. So is has found the money to buy a packet of match is selling individual matches. Amazing. So just things like that. And then he's earning that money to then contribute back to his family who need it. So they say he is a he's a, like a quick learner, he's good with numbers. One of the things he realized when he was young is that farmers who lived near their community um, didn't have fishing rights so that they would then want to buy they would want fish. Right. So he would um, catch fish, then go and sell them to farmers who couldn't fish on their land or near huh. their land. So just things like that that as a young kid he'd already worked out. Yeah, right. So, um, so for example, he would ride his mother's bicycle to farms until he then earned enough money to buy his own bike. When angling for fish didn't bring a big catch... He would persuade his father to help him buy nets. So then he was catching more fish in these nets and then he would share those profits with his dad. Like, this is a kid who's already gets business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some young people who, who just do. are like that. Intrinsically, yeah, it's just yeah. in their bones. Yeah. At 14, he goes to boarding school Yeah. and then um, is then entrepreneurial as a teenager is like keeping stocks of pens and watches and wallets and belts under his bed and selling those to his classmates. He wanted to set up a firm called Ikea. He wanted to establish this business. Mm. He was too young. So his father gave legal consent and paid the registration fee when he was 17 as a graduation present in 1943. How amazing. So Ikea... As a business was established when he wow. was like fourteen. I didn't realize it went back that far to the forties. And then officially started when in nineteen forty three. So he. Um, There's something about the vibe of it that felt so seventies to me. I yes. don't know why, but just like well, that. it didn't start as IKEA, IKEA as we know right, it right, in right. the forties. So he then is learning and establishing and building business. Yeah. So IKEA started as a direct import and mail order company. Yeah. In the forties, mm-hmm. so mainly of watches and pens, but um, that kind of didn't realize that didn't kind of grow so then he is continuing to invest in other things so then furniture becomes something that he wants to experiment with because after the war the swedish government had built lots of housing and offered furnishing loans for people to furnish their new homes Mm. um where he grew up had lots of small furniture factories so as part of his like kind of mail order magazine sure he then um, releases a brochure in 1948 with furniture options in it mm. and if people were curious about buying furniture they would start to do it more yeah, right. so people then obviously are fucking, fucking loved interested it. so in 1953 so then it's like right he's still doing this mail order magazine he's based in his business. last 20 he's in his late 20s 1953 so is when the first showroom opens uh, right 
So then that's it then. Once the showroom opens, it feels like I Revolution, here. Revolution, Yeah. Because then he can talk to customers, customers can come and try out products, and the, it, the business then changes. Yeah, well. So the other important part that changes the business, because it is a mail order business, is the high cost to transfer furniture. Of course. And the high damage rates in transferring it. Of course. So flat pack furniture is a thing that already exists, but it hasn't really taken off in Sweden. Mm-hmm. There is a um, supplier who then comes called Ovendales, um, which is then flat packing their tables to stand out. And Ingvard is like, this, this is the way to go. It's the way to go. So it minimizes your transpa- transportation costs. Products aren't damaged. People can then self-assembly it at home. IKEA, <laughs> as we know it, it's Genius. kind of been a thing. Nineteen fifty-three, nineteen sixty, the first um, IKEA restaurant opens. All right. And um, nineteen sixty-three. So nineteen sixty, first IKEA restaurant within. At this point, he's still just in in Sweden. Sweden. 1963, though, he then opens a shop in Norway. Mm-hmm. And then through the 70s and 80s, he is ex- expanding through the world. He came to Australia in 1975. Right. And Brisbane in 1987. So, and it is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if he, they tried somewhere, like they tried to go to Japan, it didn't work out in Japan. They went back 20 years later, kind of constantly innovating and trying new Yeah, models. right. In 1998, they created a campaign called Sow a Seed, which is a huge forest fire in 1983 destroys 18,500 hectares of rainforest in Borneo, which is um, Ingvar hears about this. And obviously wood is a huge thing that IKEA is using. Massive. So in 1998, they begin um, a project where they are replanting yeah lovely seeds for the wood that they they use yeah 2015 they are like innovating led technology and all of their by 2015 oh, oh, no i suppose not he's still alive let me have a look 2015 born in 93 yeah he might still be around maybe but he'd be getting on that's amazing he oh he died in 2018 yeah wow in sweet still in sweden, sweden. The place where he was born. Wow. Yeah. So LED technology. So then I wanted to look up how much money IKEA as a brand is worth. In yes. 2021, the IKEA brand was valued at 18 billion US dollars. Makes sense. It's a fucking successful international company. Did you know that it was a franchise though? What do you mean? So you? Yeah. I didn't know that. You can, so I just you, assumed it was a shop. That you then, can. You can. Become a franchisee. Yes. But they all look the same all over the world. Yes, so it's like time. a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You become a franchisee to IKEA. Yeah. And then you, the IKEA group is takes 3% of your net sales. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to look at what that was in Australia, for example. So $1.62 billion in Australia wow. in 2020. Wow. Or 2021. Wow. So if that IKEA branch the top ikea company yeah they're taking three percent of 1.62 billion dollars just as a franchisee fee yeah wow it's a it's a huge massive company 
So then what I wanted to look at was, is IKEA bad? Right. Like, are they sustainable? Like, what? what is, is it, should we not shop at I IKEA? want this to end happily, because I like IKEA and I like the meatballs. Well, it kind of, I can't imagine it the gets meatballs a good, are good rating. Oh, okay. Because it has over 367 IKEA stores in over 30 countries that generate over 830 million in-person visits per year receive 2.35 billion visits on their website. Whoa. And in the 2018 financial year, IKEA generated $34.8 billion in total retail sales. Wow. That's a lot A lot of flatback furniture. Yes, that is. So they employ over 160,000 people, own approximately 180,000 hectares of responsibly managed forests. Wow. Offer home solar energy under the IKEA brand and has partnerships with 58 social entrepreneurs and social businesses in 14 countries. Wow. So they began a sustainability strategy called People and Planet Positive in 2012. Mm. And they are kind of always ahead of the curve in terms of acknowledging social responsibility and environmental responsibility and trying to take steps towards limiting or minimising the negative impact that they know that they are having in terms of building wood-based furniture. Yeah, for sure. So the whole kind of idea is we want to have a positive impact on people and the planet. For us, it's about balancing economic growth and positive social impact in environmental protection and generation. So they have a thing that they've put in, which is they have a system called their – it's a circular notion of like – People buy furniture. They yeah. then want people to repair or like shift or change their yeah. um, furniture, resell it rather than putting it in landfill. Sure. So they now have in a lot of IKEAs have a buyback system. Whereas if your furniture yeah, is in well, good can, order, yeah, you can buy it back. The yeah. IKEA will buy it back. You get vouchers to then spend in IKEA, yeah. and then you can buy cheaper, older furniture. Yeah. They'll repair it and fix it and tweak it, yeah. and then you can buy from those showrooms. Amazing. Which I think that's a great, that's sustainable excellent. idea. Um, they do. Yeah, they're doing more than most furniture and home decor brands. So they're not amazing, but they're doing good work. I'm trying to think of a competitor. Mm. who does what they do. And dozens of different companies must have tried through the years, but they're not, they don't. No. There's no real other company on that level doing anything like that. No, they're smaller kind of individual, like country-based fantastic furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be one. They're online, but nothing to the size of IKEA. No. They also have a social empowerment strategy. Oh. Which is um, a commitment to help people in the communities that they are in, specifically looking at maintaining um, employment. Wow. So employment opportunities for young people, yep. people with disabilities, people over 50, migrants, refugees. It's why they're committed to working um, with local artists or different kind of Sure. Stores will kind of sell products supporting local communities. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. They have an amazing initiative in Norway for refugee inclusion. Um, and they have lots of goals of what they want to achieve by certain moments in time. Like they want to 
have had this amount of impact by 2030 in terms of So they've got actual strategies and goals. And their um, annual reports are public. So you can see yeah. each year how they're doing how they're with their actual goals. Um, so overall, they are okay. I mean, they do... They have a like, gargantuan-sized like mass production. Yeah, and they they have a lot of wealth. Yes, but, but they, they are, are they acknowledge that. Yes, which and is more than you can say for a lot of the gigantic tech companies that are around currently, yeah. or governments for that point. Yes. Fantastic. Oh well, I'm glad this wasn't a systematic takedown of IKEA because I do like shopping there. How do you feel about building? flat pack I've gotten very I've gotten overly confident with it over the years yeah I've done enough in my time that I'm like I get I can I can figure it out and do you enjoy it no oh I love it you love the process of building I love the process of doing it I don't hate it but it's not something I look forward to I look forward to it being done and the thing being in our house yeah no I don't but that's the other thing. I was so so spoilt in your early twenties shopping at IKEA for cheap furniture that when you've grown up and you go, oh, I want something a bit nicer, and you go and buy yeah. a couch, and it's like, great, that'll be with you in six to eight weeks. <laughs> it's like, get fucked. What do you mean? Yeah, because you this used is to just bullshit. this is bullshit. Used to just getting things immediately and carrying them home. I still love an IKEA trip. I love everything about it. It's different with kids. Oh, of course. Because they want to go, they want to pull things apart. Um, but, but uh, yeah, the two-year-old's a bit young for it. The four-year-old likes it. The four-year-old likes going and looking and sitting in different rooms and different chairs. Yeah. Once we get to the kids section, it's like, which is so seductively placed right before the restaurant. So you're yeah. like, if we can just get through, I can get a hash brown, <laughs> which I need now. Um, yeah. So it takes time. But yeah, I love it. Yeah, I like going. I like imagining yes. my future home. Yes. I like getting ideas. I love reading the catalogue. Yes. I love I love going there and being like, oh, this is a great idea. All from one dude. Yeah. It's amazing. What an entrepreneurial... How do we ensure that one of your children has an entrepreneurial spirit? Well, I think... We need to live like what I'm learning. You what I've learned. We need to live like it's the Great Depression. We need to live like it's the Great Depression <laughs> and make the child go through the Great Depression. <laughs> so it's like you've got to fight for what you for every dollar. You've got to earn, earn money. So you need to get creative about money. How are you going to earn money? Go. Everything in this household you need to pay for. You need to earn it. <laughs> Off you go. You're welcome. Yeah, that feels healthy. Great. Well, that's my parenting plan. Gosh, so much out from this episode. Learn about the history of IKEA and parenting strategies. Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much, Claire. That was fantastic. I learned a fuckload. Yeah. I now want to go to IKEA, but yeah, I'm not going to go right now. No, it's not the best time of year to go. Bit journey. Bit journey. <laughs> Bit journey. Visit the website. Yes. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate, Dave. Thanks 
for listening to the show. If you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to, this please on, do. That would be great. That'd be great. Tell, tell your you, friends. Tell yeah. your mates. That's right. That's the name of the show. I see what you did there. Where can people find you, Claire? People can find me on Instagram at Claire and Pearl. Where can people find you, Dave? People can find me at Dave Burton Writer. And if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.